Good evening, friends. It's five o'clock uh, Pacific, and it's time for Chats for Change. And I have a really fun guest today, a friend who um, we have kind of a funny story on how we connected originally about, geez, eight or nine years ago. I was still in Reno, Nevada at the time, but I got a phone call and it said Christine Carlson. And I never chatted with her before, but I think we were Facebook friends. And for some reason, maybe Facebook when it connected with your cell phone or something, it, it put all the people's information in there. And so I go, huh? And then it hung up quickly. So she didn't stay around. So I called the number back and I said, Christine, uh, this is Brian. And so we then had like maybe an hour or two chat and have just kind of stayed connected ever since. And so it was kind of funny that uh, we kind of got connected through a bud dial. And, uh, <laughs> right? Totally, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, gosh, you just never know, right? <laughs> no, that was funny. I do remember that now. And then you, when you called back, and I, because I remember I hung up really fast because I was like, oh shit, I didn't mean to call. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then you, you call me right back. I'm like, okay, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding you accountable. Oh. <laughs> uh. How you doing? And thank you for coming. And, and for people who are just joining us, Christine Carlson is joining us today, uh, co-author of many of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff book series. And that, that's just been such a fabric in the self-help community for about the last 25 years, right? Yeah, 25 years. I can't believe I'm that old now. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> oh, wow. How, how have you been doing during the pandemic? Um, I, I would imagine that you, um, having written all those books and really kind of been in the observer's role of your own life and really paying attention to how we as humans operate kind of, um, when you're paying attention above the noise that most people go through daily, you're probably implementing a lot of those, those lessons. I am, you know, it's interesting because um, another friend of mine in the personal growth um, world, he said, he, he kind of mentioned to me when, when we first had the lockdown, he said, you know, I think you really need to step it, step up your game, you know, during this time, because people are really going to need you. They're going to need to um, be calm and, 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 you know, have their mental health and resources available to them. And so I immediately launched a 21 day, um, podcast series, 21 Days of Resiliency, which is really fun. I didn't know I had so much to say about resiliency. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, you know, it was, it actually, I, I found that for me, the pandemic um, created a very well-needed um, rest from the busyness of my life. And I think we get that in a lot of um, different ways. And I, wasn't creating that for myself. And so for me, I was coming off of a very crazy travel schedule and I just was loving the first two weeks of quarantine. <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't need to get up to go anywhere. I don't get my workout classes. I'm going to sleep in and I'm not a sleeper inner. As you know, I get up very early and, and get my work done very early generally. Um, around four to five a.m. every day and I was sleeping till seven. So I knew how tired I was. And mm. so and so then yeah, I think, you know, um for me it it it's been about on my Instagram and my Facebook, I try to come on every morning and just give an inspiring thought for the day. You know, I try to ask myself, 
what do I have to say that's inspiring? What's useful right now? Um, mm -hmm. And how can I help people, you know, how can I help people get through this time period and, and make the most of it, you know, because um, it will, we, you know, this is temporary. I mean, it might last longer than we think, at least um, yeah. for some of us who are going to be careful, but it's, it's everything is temporary. So. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, for me too. I mean, you know, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer in late December and, and it was just like my being told with that as well as the, the, the virus. I mean, just you're sitting your butt down you're just going to, you're going to rest and you're going to heal and you're just going to let some stuff come through that maybe I was, had been too busy to allow to come through and, and heal and grieve. And you know what I mean? And, and uh, it's, it's been such an interesting experience for me. Um, so many blessings, you know, I've talked about it before and I'm, you know, don't need to do it now, but sometimes we need to, we have, usually we have to be forced. Something has to happen to us to just physically stop us in our tracks for us to really slow down. Yeah. And I think there's, there's always, um, there's always two ways you can handle things. You know, I mean, Richard, my late husband used to love this one analogy where, you know, you could put one kid um, on a pile of, of horse manure and, and that one kid would be like, oh, my God. Oh, gross. Oh, sticky. Yeah, get me off of this. You could put one kid on the same pile of horse manure and the other kid would just start playing, you know, just <laughs> playing with shit. But, you know, he's still playing. You know? right. And I think, um, you know, that's kind of, that's a lot of how life is, you know, and, and I think if we think in terms of, if we spend more time thinking about what we don't have access to and what we don't have, um, and less time thinking about how blessed we are that we're healthy and, you know, for those of us who have a home, for those of us who have food to eat, you know, if we, but it's a mindset, you know, and this is, if it, this is kind of goes back to how you practice life on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Like. Yeah. If you if you sweat the small stuff on a day to day basis, chances are in in any kind of you know horrible circumstance, you're going to sweat the small stuff in that way too, and then you're going to really have something to be concerned about. You know? <laughs> right, absolutely. You know, and and you know, my first book was on balance, and I also have written habits for success. I know a lot of Richards and your ideas, you know, coexist with some of the things I've written about from my own experiences, but the more that we can stay on top of that and really become self-aware and, and create routines of, you know, positive, positive things in our lives, it is easier to flow through those difficult experiences. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the very nature of being resilient is, is really to, um, is to bounce back quickly, you know, and to, it's not that you don't experience the lows, because everyone experiences the lows, but the it's the distance between getting from low to going back to grateful, you know, and and how quickly can you do that? I mean, at least in our work, that's that's what we teach is really how to access your mental health and well-being in all circumstances. And certainly for me, yeah. I'm having lost Richard and gone through a, a very uh, difficult time period of grief and come out the other side. I definitely applied all of that um, to those years of grief, um, as well as just regular life. Mm. What were uh, what were some of the things that you learned about yourself after that happened? Well, that's a great question because um, I love that 
you know, the circumstances that we find ourselves in often really show us for who we are. You know, we can um, discover who we are in a lot of ways um, from those dire circumstances because how we show up um, amidst change, amidst transition, really kind of can show, you know, it can show you up as you are, you know. So you're either, you know, I, I showed up really strong. You know, I showed up very courageous, very much yeah. the warrior, the you know, the warrior that I am. And, um, and yet I understood the, the fragility of that situation. I understood how vulnerable that situation felt to me. And I also understood and felt empathy for the people that go through that, that didn't have the tools that I had access to, you know, that had the, I had so much wisdom and emotional tools from the work that we did together as a couple in our Don't Sweat the Small Stuff book series that I was able to um, call on, you know, during yeah. during difficult time. Was it hard to be strong on one hand, but yet also just trying to grieve and just, you know, experience whatever was coming up on a daily basis? Does that make sense? No, I mean one of the one of the things I realized pretty early on was that um, I felt like my body really taught me how to grieve because I felt like my stomach would tie up in knots when I wouldn't cry enough, and um, and I would get a really bad stomach ache, and so then as soon as I cry, my body would reward me with feeling better, and I just I started to notice that, and so. I just learned that um, crying was actually a great relief because it gave me that expression to express out what was deep inside of me, which was mourning my loss. You know, it's a huge loss to lose a spouse that you absolutely love. And, um, and I didn't want my body to suffer, you know, for not allowing myself to go into that pain I think it's amazing when you when you allow yourself to grieve fully because um, you are rewarded by grace. You are rewarded by feeling better, and even you're rewarded by feeling um, just complete bliss at the letting out of it. So it's a real emptying process. So mm. when I was able to do that. I learned how to do that pretty quickly because I'm I'm definitely like a survive and thrive person. <laughs> well. I and, and everybody else who's read, you know, uh, your books and stuff, appreciate that and your vulnerability because, I mean, you know, that's something that I've gotten better at, you know, along the way. And, and just this last experience I've gone through really kind of just shoved me through this door of like, it doesn't, you know, life's short. I'm, I'm going to just be who I am and share my feelings and it's okay to be vulnerable. And actually, it's so powerful to really learn that lesson that it's that it's safe and that it's okay and that you it is very healing to be vulnerable it really is i mean you you feel connected to the universe to the world in such a different way when you allow yourself um to be vulnerable and really mm -hmm. real about your feelings and i think it's one of the ways that we unknowingly when we go through loss um open our hearts and can become more open and wide open and actually a lot more expanded in our consciousness if we allow ourselves to go through mm -hmm. our losses and, and allow ourselves the depth of those feelings. 
Because let's face it, I mean, we all have probably stifled a lot of tears over the years. I know I did. And I um, yeah. I still do. I rarely ever find myself crying. I mean, I'll I'll definitely um, allow myself a good cry when I when I feel like it. But I'm so good at and so expert at talking myself out of one. But I have to say that there was something really beautiful that even happened in my body when I allowed myself to cry. Like my shoulders opened up. I had all this tension that was released in, in everywhere. And I never, in some ways, I never had looked younger and just felt so more so open that when I was in those years of grief and I just allowed myself those feelings. Wow. I mean, I know for me in in you know, numerology, whatever, all that stuff. I mean, it's that showing my emotions is one of the things that I really need to do more of. And, and I try, but it's hard, you know, just to, you know, I find myself watching something that kind of inspires me or it'll just kind of like, just light me up for just a second. But it's less like, I just, the only two, you know, this is kind of a side note, but it's kind of interesting. There's two times when I just sobbed and they came out of nowhere and they were from watching movies. And one was Into the Wild. I don't know if you remember that story about that kid. Who, yeah. yeah. And I went on a date. And at the very end, I sobbed for five minutes. And it was like, where did that come from? And I was just kind of in the process of my own, of, of leaving the family business and kind of starting my own journey. So maybe it just hit me in that, that area. But it's like, whoa. The other time it was the movie I Am Sam with Sean Penn. Oh, and yeah. on a date with that also, uh, for that also. And um, my son was really little then. And so I think it just really tapped into a lot. And I wasn't seeing him that much because he lived in a different city. And so I think seeing his experience and not being able to see his daughter really um, hit me hard. But it's just like, wow, you, just, you never know when they're going to hit. But, but if you can let them come through, this is so much weight, less weight we have to carry. Absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about movies is it triggers, you know, those emotional releases. Um, and I mean, it's the same reason that when people read a book there, they can have emotional release too. It's like you, you actually become the person, your brain doesn't really know the difference between you and the person in the movie or the person in the book. And so you, you experience what they experienced. And I mean, that's the very beautiful thing about empathy and compassion. Yeah. I think sometimes when I watch someone speak the same thing, it's like we're listening to them, but it's like we put ourselves in to their shoes because we've had a lot of the same experiences, right? I mean, um, and that can be very powerful as well, even maybe even more powerful. Yeah, as human beings, I mean, we're so much more alike than we are different. And we all like, we most people love their families. Most, and I'm not saying all people, but most people have love for their families some family member or a few, or most people, um, they want to have, you know, three meals a day or two meals a day or one meal a day. You know, most people want their families to be fed. We, we have these similar common things that as human beings, you know, we, we want to achieve in life. And, and I mm -hmm. think that especially during these times, it's so important to remember how much alike people really are at the heart level. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to you're starting a heart to heart podcast, right? Yeah, I have a don't sweat the small stuff, live the big stuff podcast and sort of the way I um, develop my content for that. Um, I find it easier to do series. Um, so I started 
during this whole um, the COVID-19 thing, I did the resiliency series and then I, I decided to do a heart to heart connection series, how to have difficult conversations and tune into your heart. And um, I thought that this would be a good time because so many people are having difficult conversations and we're only going to have more difficult conversations. Right. Like I had to practice um, doing that, visiting my dad this weekend because we have very different political views. But what was really cool is I, I decided that rather than become like this, I decided that I would ask my dad, you know, what the difference between the two parties is and just, and he loved that. I mean, it was just to see the joy on his face for him to be able to teach me his points of view was so powerful. And I was so um, just, I was so happy that I had decided to do that. Like that it just was a momentary decision. Cause I thought about it. I thought, you know, it'd be really great to hear what my dad really thinks. And and instead of shutting myself off to our differences, I wanted to hear, because I know he's super well read, he's really understands the issues, and I wanted to hear his point of view. Yeah. And and so I and I listened just completely in my heart. I didn't get defensive, I just listened, you know. And mm. I think that can be a very powerful time for all of us coming into this election time period and given the climate of you know where we are at with everything. Um, you know, just to really learn how to tune into your heart and, and just agree to disagree and not make your relationships about agreeing, because chances are you're going to have somebody important in your life during this upcoming election that you don't agree with. And, and you don't want to, you know, do that hard line and cut people out of your life because we are all entitled to our own politics and our own um, voice in that. Yeah. And it just shouldn't be so cut. It shouldn't, you shouldn't cut people out of your life. I believe just because they don't believe what you believe. You should just honor them for believing what they believe and give them that freedom that America calls for. So um, astoundingly and, and just give them that freedom and, and, and allow that to be um, a kind of a core piece in creating your connections and relationships. Otherwise, you know, you're going to go through a lot of loss, you know? Oh my but gosh. Yeah. Here, my dog is dreaming. Can you hear that? Oh. <laughs> Bear. Bear He's like making noise. <laughs> Sorry. He's in a dog food factory right now. Just, just launch. <laughs> raising his call of the wild moment. I think. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I want to break free. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such an interesting time. Um, People are getting so reset in so many different ways, just, you know, with um, everything, the virus, jobs, family, relationships, um, you know, the racial equality issue, uh, just so many. I guess I'm just uh, looking at it with the glass half full is, you know, it's a lot of stuff needed to be cleaned up, obviously, and, and had some light shown on it. And so it's not always easy, but I'm, I'm positive about where we're headed. And it's in, in, you know, I mean, it, things have to break before they get better. Right. Yeah. I think that's like the very nature of transformation, you know, positive transformation is a, is a meltdown. It's the whole idea of the Phoenix rising out of the ashes, you know, that the Phoenix is what's good that's coming, but we're sort of like taking everything down to the ashes right now. And, 
And that's okay. You know, I mean, I think that this is a time period where people have to hold on to their own mental health and well-being and even generate their own joy and on a daily basis. And if you don't, you're not going to be able to necessarily look to the outside world any longer to do that for you for a while. And so learning how to generate those um, states of mind and and have them really truly come from the inside is really imperative for people right now. That's such a great point. Such a great point because in the past, you know, there's sometimes we'll have something to look forward to, you know what I mean? And, and now that we can't travel and it's a bunch of, everything's just kind of like up in the air and it's just like not knowing, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, and the news is negative all the time too, and that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, and you know, I think um, the unknown is is probably the part of this that's the most fearful always for people. Um, I know that for myself, when I've gone through times of change and transformation, um, I, I didn't like the unknown. I didn't like the changes. I didn't, I you know, resisted or whatever. And and I learned that the more you can surrender to what's happening in a sense of surrendering your will and allowing for growth and allowing for new experiences. And, you know, for me, I mean, it's, it's like I can just look outside and I, or go for a walk or, you know, find something in nature to get really excited about right now and, or cleaning a closet or, you know, doing gardening or, I mean, there's plenty of weeds in my yard to pull. <laughs> So, so, you know, those are the kinds of things. It's a different level of activity um, yeah. than what we're used to, you know, but, but also not being distracted. It gives us the opportunity to, um, to calm down, truly calm down. And, and if you use this time period, um, you know, this is a great time to learn how to meditate or to practice meditation. This is a great time to um, take up a new hobby that you haven't had time for or take a master class of some kind or an online course or, yeah. you know, practice journaling or practice drawing or, you know, anything that you don't generally have time for, even if you still have your job and you're working from home, you know, you have time to exercise now because you can use your commute time to exercise. You know, there's all sorts of great yeah. benefits to this time period, but if people are all caught up in what they're missing and not being able to really look at the possibilities of what's available to them, then and they're going to miss the boat. Boat's yeah. going to slip on by. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. What are some of your? I mean, there's thousands. What are some of your favorite "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff" ideas and and um, yeah suggestions? Well, what I, I think I, what I love to share is that um, the Don'ts with the Small Stuff books, um, my, my, my late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson, was a psychologist, and he studied a form of psychology that was very alternative 30 years ago. And now, I mean, we call what he studied positive psychology, mindfulness, um, but the tenets and principles of the form of psychology that he studied, um, we studied together. And... There's these principles of mental health and well-being that are woven throughout the series, if you look very carefully. And that really talks a lot about um, how to understand how your thought, um, your thoughts affect your emotions, they affect your feelings, um, understanding the nature of thought, understanding feelings and how feelings can be your best guide to what you're thinking. 
Um, understanding separate realities, how we all live. Like, boy, we sure can understand that in a political conversation or in even some of the semantics of, of this Black Lives Matter movement or in, you know, all sorts of different ways you can see how people are operating from their own lens and from their own reality. Sure. And so our job, our job is to try and like communicate by understanding that and, you know, speak in a way that we can speak to their lens, we can speak to their reality so that we can make a change or con a connection happen. Um, yeah. and, and then there's like the idea of present moment living, you know, that living presently and being in your life, being super engaged in your life is really where you're going to generate the most joy. And um, yeah, and gratitude. I mean, there's all sorts of principles that are woven throughout the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books. And, yeah. and certainly my work has been um, really bringing those to light in online courses and just keeping the legacy of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books, which is amazing because they're relevant even today, even though they were um, written. They'll always be relevant. Yeah, they'll always be relevant. So you know, um, yeah, it's 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 a powerful series in that sense, and um, and I just was really blessed that Richard had invited me to co-author with him while he was alive, and um, and to write a couple of books in the series myself while he was alive because it really taught me, you know, taught me about the series, how to write them, how to talk about them, um, and I and I have to say, Brian, that like probably that my most the things that I talk about most that are so simple are like how you start your day is how you live your day, you know, get yeah. off to a peaceful start and create a ritual of, of starting your day. I love, I love that, the idea that everything um, that you can see the extraordinary in the ordinary, you know, that, that ordinary life, um, when ordinary life becomes exciting, which is what our possibility is in this COVID time, that ordinary life can become very exciting Boy, you have won the game. <laughs> that is a great secret. Absolutely. Of <laughs> it, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, I think in a lot of ways with all of the entertainment and stuff that we have at our disposal now, we've been kind of gotten a little soft and be and, and taught, you know what I mean? Not to really think for ourselves and really get out and create and be like, you know, I'm so glad I grew up when I did. I played outside after school, you know, and, and didn't have a cell phone until I was probably 30. And, and what happened? Video games? <laughs> yeah, video. I mean, I think we had Pong, you know, initially, and that was like, that was like watching paint dry now. But, um, you know, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and we, you know, there's, so much beauty in an ordinary existence with you know interspersed with gratitude and and just it really is less is more right yeah, absolutely and then i think you know um if, if you can get to that, that place then it puts everything else that you get um as icing on your cake so to speak you know then you as you can become attuned to an ordinary life and feel joy then the big moments that happen, they become even more joyful, and and um, your appreciation grows. You know, it's it's like your appreciation grows. It's like anything when I don't know. Everybody can relate to the whole thing about having the flu. Like you feel like shit, and then you suddenly feel better, and, and you feel so great. Right? Oh, yay! I, I love life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but but I think that's a little bit like this that. Um, when we can just be in ordinary life and then and see the extraordinary moments of that and really 
again, go back to that idea of generating joy from within. Um, and that has, has to do with being able to just be really super present. You know, one of the things that I ask myself, even if it's not an exciting thing, I just ask myself, what can I do today that excites me? You know, what can I do today that, um, that, that lights me up, that really excites me? And, and it might just be like the simplest thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go work out or I'm going to take bear for a walk or I'm going to, um, you know, go do some gardening, you know, but whatever it is, I just do that. And, and I think the more that we can live from that place of asking yourself that question, um, mm -hmm. then, you know, you don't have to worry because there's always something. I mean, there's something that you can find. Maybe it's just watching TV. You just have to give yourself permission to watch something on TV or whatever. I mean, yeah. it could be anything. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's just, just, just get that mindset going. Um, it's about just being present, being present. Nice. Uh, I know you're doing, you've got, you've been doing some courses and some of those are on hold now because of the virus and travel and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're going to be doing some online stuff. Yeah. So, um, I would, I've been creating this um, platform on the don'tsweat.com website called Happiness Training. Um, a long time ago, before Richard was really a best-selling author, he, um, he did a program called Happiness Training for people. And in 10 sessions, he would really teach people um, how to get happier. And, and when we found that if people just felt better, that was really all they were looking for. So um, so there's two courses I have in there right now. One is um, with video of Richard teaching and me teaching um, really kind of side by side his earlier work, the five principles of happiness and accessing your mental health and well-being. And then there's another course that I'm teaching with um, Dr. Shauna Shapiro, and she just came out with a book called Good Morning, I Love You. And she's a really wonderful teacher. And and um, so, so there are two courses that are just, you know, it's really simple. Just sit down and watch them. They're very, you get lifetime access for not a lot of money. And, and um, they're very mm. super helpful when you really understand the principles. Mm. That's awesome. And I think that we have that link in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. And I just want to say if anybody buys it um, like tonight or tomorrow, um, I'll just go in and, and give you a a, a second course. So if you buy one, you'll get the second one for free. So right. I'll, anybody, and, and even if somebody's not watching this and they buy one, they're going to get the second one for free too, because they won't know who did that. <laughs> Christmas came early. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. Oh, super fun, Brian. I'm so glad you're doing this. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's it's my pleasure. It's fun. I just like having conversations, and it, and it's good practice for me. And you know, just initially it was kind of a, another. I mean, I've been on the other end millions of times, but it just being the host was something I hadn't done a whole lot of, and so it was just you know, all right, let's challenge myself. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Well, you're good at it. It's awesome. So fun to chat with you on your on your um, Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Chris. And, yeah, um, Brian. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you. Oh, after you. I know. <laughs> Just the same oh. thing back. Ah, thank you. Well, and thank you everybody for tuning in, uh, whether it's live now or or later. Um, appreciate y'all, and uh, be yourself to free yourself as always. Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone.